Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. We interview women in the sports and entertainment businesses to teach you the tips and the mindset that will get you to the top faster. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. Let's bring visibility to women who are crushing it in their roles. Join us week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast, Betsy Flint. We are so excited to have you tell us who you are and what you do. Thanks for having me. I am a professional beach volleyball player for Team USA, and I compete domestically on the AVP. And when I'm not busy competing, I'm a mom to my two-year-old and yeah, staying busy that way. Personally, I think beach volleyball is one of the coolest sports and uh, I'm so happy to have you tell your story and talk about some of your big goals and being a new mom and how you pursue your dreams at such a high level. But I want to start first with going back a little bit. You played both indoor and beach volleyball at Loyola Marymount University, where you were recently inducted into the Hall of Fame. So talk about the keys to being a two-sport athlete and finishing school. And what was your mindset? How did you achieve all of these goals at once? Yeah, I went in recruited just as an indoor player and beach volleyball became an emerging sport my sophomore year, which was a dream come true because I loved beach volleyball and I wanted to be in California just so I'd be out there and could still play in the summers. And yeah, so I was really excited when we got it. And yeah, there's challenges with it being two sport. We're always in season. So indoor is a fall sport. We have some winter time off and then beach volleyball is a spring sport. I do think it takes a lot of um, like balancing schedules and organization to be successful, which I do think are one of my strengths and I love competing. So I think it was just awesome to be able to do that and to achieve, I don't know, just be successful in both and learn so much. And the games are different, the team dynamics different. And I felt like it helped me grow as a leader especially throughout the years. And I got to stay a fifth year for beach volleyball. So that was an awesome experience for me. And I was one of the first scholarship beach volleyball players at LMU. That is so cool. And you're right. There's a a different dynamic indoor volleyball. You're playing with a larger team, beach volleyball, you're partnered up. What is, what is the difference and what did you learn about teamwork and leadership playing with the team and indoor and a partner on the sand? Yeah. So indoor there's six, seven people playing, but there are like 14 to 20 on a roster. So that's very different. I was a captain for a couple of years and I think it was helpful for us when we had like small groups that we got to meet with. And um, just because, you know, relationships are so important, especially in a leadership role. So I think that was really helpful for us to connect to individuals and that helped us come together as a team. Um, I feel a little more removed from that. And now I'm on a team of two, just me and my partner and like a coach and, you know, some support staff, but um, it's a lot different. It's definitely relationships. We travel so much together. So that's a huge part of our success is being able to get along off the court and then be able to talk and problem solve things on the court together and Sometimes it's like being able to like separate like athlete 
and you know like us off the court and that's really helpful um so yeah I've learned a lot for sure even now like as a professional yeah I read this quote you had some tips on being a great partner and you said talk about issues off the court it's always better to say something than let it go and build tension on the court is not the best time to discuss a problem but after a match talk it through when emotions aren't as high, then you can solve problems and hopefully take it back to the court. And I found this quote of yours just so translational to the business world as well, is that sometimes in the heat of the moment, you just have to kind of pause, do your best to complete the task and then reassess afterwards. And it sounds like that's what you bring to your partnership So with your traveling, with your relationship on the court, off the court, what do you think are the keys to that partnership sustainability? Because you guys are with each other for a long time. Yeah, I think understanding each other's values on and off the court, uh, like what helps us compete at our best, what brings out the best of my teammate. And then as well, you know, off the court, like understanding who they are as people and kind of like you said, one of my quotes, I don't know when I said it, but I still feel that's, that's so true. And it's nice. We have like, if we lose, it's really hard. And we kind of have this understanding like, okay, let's like take 10, 15 minutes or, you know, we just kind of say, okay, let's meet over here later. That way we can like process it and the emotions aren't high. And it's more like, okay, this is what actually happened. And I'm not just like really irritated that we lost Um, Because then you get kind of this blame game. So it's nice to take that second and um, talk about it later. With my next story, I'm dumbing this down to the nth degree. But last night I played pickleball with a couple of my girlfriends (laughs) and we were on teams together and it started out really fun, like getting a redo and okay, you can go another turn. And then by game three, it was super competitive and, you know, we're just out there for a good time, but I can see how it's so easy to look at your partner at their mistake. And if you approach them with the wrong attitude or anger, how you can tank your whole team. So do you have any tips on keeping your emotions in check when the stakes are for you as high as they are? Yeah, it's hard. It's something I'm still working on um, is being able to accept that. Um, But I do think like owning your own stuff, like there's always something I can be doing better. And so owning like instead of, okay, that wasn't the set I wanted. Like, okay, I've got to change my approach. I've got to change how I'm coming into that. And that takes pressure off your partner too. Um, So just being accountable yourself. And then when you're doing that, I feel like when you give feedback, it's much more like received because they're like, okay, you're doing your part. You're doing your best. And yeah, it's, it's hard to receive that feedback too. And you've got to have an understanding with your partner um, to see what they like and to know how to like take feedback and how to give it. And that's part of being a good teammate and bringing out the best in your teammate. Yeah. Ownership is definitely at the top of your success um, keys for sure. Yes. So at LMU, you were captain when you were there. And then later you went on to coach from 2016 to 2021. What was it like going from athlete to coach? And 
what was that growth period like for you? Yeah, it was hard at first because some of the athletes there I had co- or I played with. So it was, you know, building the relationship and I do think they had a respect for me, but I was definitely like had to build a more relationship with some of those players. Like, and I kind of let like our head coach, like be in charge of some of those players I played with just, it, you know, it's just hard to have that transition period, but I really enjoyed it. I loved learning from John Mayer, who's still there. He is so smart and he's always like, he's a great leader in He's always finding ways to empower women too, which is incredible for being a male coach. Um, But I learned a ton from him and like taking initiative. Like I think um, coaches and um, us as females, like taking initiative is a huge part of leadership and not just having ideas, but like going out and getting them and being consistent. And as I mentioned before, the relationship part, um, remembering like what you're talking to your athletes about and being able to come back and follow up on that the next week is really important. And it means a lot. I remember being an athlete going into one of my coach's offices and I feel like sometimes I'd have the same conversation over and over again. And like, he wouldn't always remember, which was frustrating to me. So I was like, I want to be that coach that like remembers what happened. I would write down in my journal, like, okay, this is what's going on in their life. So I can remember and follow up because it means so much. And I think that builds trust with the athletes and with the people around you. And that was a huge thing I learned. Yeah. I was going to ask you, we've talked so much about relationship building and you gave us uh, one example there, remembering and following up and how that's so critical for building a bridge between two people. Is that, are there any other just quick and easy tips you can give our listeners for better relationship building or reminders for them to help them build better relationships in their, their life. Yeah, I think that one's a huge one. Um, but going out of your way to like ask how, how that person's doing and not making it all business. Um, for us, we always said the athlete matter, like the person matters first way more than like how you perform. So remembering that whether it's like you're in a normal job or, you're with athletes, like making sure they're valued first and they're heard. And I feel like it makes the productivity go up. Like they're, they feel cared for and they're going to be happier. Their mental health is going to be better. And probably they're going to perform better because they feel that way. Um, But that's not what it's about. It's remembering like everyone's a person first and taking that time. It's such a good reminder because we get so consumed by our work and our jobs and the performance of our teams and what they're bringing to the table, but your people first mentality is really one that can elevate the team to the next level. And it's a very, it's a, it's a very human culture fix. I think we get wrapped up a little bit too much in the look and the feel and maybe like gifts or recognition. And really people just want to be seen and they want genuine relationships with people that you spend so much time with. What is the biggest hurdle you've had to overcome? in your career? I think becoming a mom, like one, the decision, because I was always worried, like, will I lose my athleticism? Will I lose my competitiveness? Like there's all these stories you hear about people, you know, going through those challenges. So when I came back from pregnancy, it was really hard. I had a lot of self-doubt and obviously my body changed, my mentality changed. I wasn't sleeping. I was now thinking about this little human 24 seven. Um, so that was really hard for me, but I did overcome it. And 
eventually just started learning like I have this is a new me and I definitely changed like my why I wanted to be way more purposeful out on the sand like I didn't I wasn't out there just you know to mess around like I really took care of each rep and I want to maximize my time because it's time I'm spending away from my baby um so that definitely changed and she's now two and it's harder. It's hard now that I'm traveling and I'm away from her. We just had five straight tournaments on the road. I got to come back for like two days every two weeks, which was really nice and rejuvenating, but it's hard. It doesn't get easier to leave her and I feel guilty. And sometimes I come back and she's mad at me and she only wants to go to dad and that hurts me, but I know she is healthy and safe and building this strong bond with him. So that's incredible. And hopefully down the road, she sees like my example and she can become like strong. And I know she's super determined already, but I know she'll be like determined and focused and hopefully learn some things from watching me pursue my goals. Yeah. Keeping your why at the center is paramount, especially when you become a mom and you have a part of your heart living outside of your body. It's, it's an extra challenge to something that is already very challenging for you. You are going after a big goal. Tell us about that goal, how you're pursuing it and what advice you have for listeners who have big goals too. Yeah, the goal is Paris 2024, the Olympic Games for beach volleyball for Team USA, obviously. And only two USA teams get to go, even though we may have three or four in the top 15 that qualify. Um, Right now we are the third team and it's really hard not to like always be looking at the numbers and always comparing like points and what you're doing. But I think like advice for other people is trying not to compare yourself to others as much and like just focusing on how I can become the best me. It's really hard when there's noise and there's articles every week after every tournament about where the standings are. So trying to ignore that and put that aside and just focus on me. And again, back to the whys is, you know, whether I win or lose, like knowing what's important and why I'm doing it. And one thing is inspiring young athletes, young female athletes. And I know I'm doing that. I get to sign their autographs and give out like Jersey tops after. And that's really fulfilling, um, especially on those hard days, the hard losses. Um, and then reminding what I'm reminding myself, what I'm doing for Cora, for my daughter. My friend actually gave me this journal And I've been writing in her, writing to her, like in every city I've been in about what I'm doing, what she's doing. And hopefully one day when she's older, she'll really appreciate it and see like all the experiences I've gone through. So I'm really excited about how that develops over time. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a busy professional. We can agree. We're always looking for products that are convenient and make life easier. Mobot water bottles are one of these products. It's a water bottle and a foam roller in one. I use the water bottle at the gym, staying hydrated in boot camp and then flipping the bottle on its side at the end of class to quickly foam roll my legs. It helps with recovery and gets me back to work faster. Get yours at mobot.com and use the code leadershipisfemale, all one word, to get 15% off. Support Lonnie Cooper, the female founder of this product, and support yourself. This is a must-have wellness water bottle. I don't know about you, but I love learning more about myself. If there's a quiz out there to help me better understand who I am, I'll take it. 
If there's a journal prompt, I'm using it. But how about a business that helps female leaders communicate effectively while inspiring confidence and trust in those you want to impact? Sign me up. Breakthrough Brands is unlocking clarity for women leading progress. They build leadership brands for women to discover what inspires them, define what drives them, and unlock how to share their brands with others. Do you want to gain clarity on your personal brand? Shoot me a note at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com or on Instagram, and we will introduce you to the women who will help you unlock your leadership brand. That's breakthroughbrands.com. At Leadership is Female, we are serious about supporting you in your career. That includes the tips to get you ahead inside your current organization or provide you with the next big opportunity in a new role. That's why we have partnered with Legacy Search, an executive recruiting firm specializing in mid to senior level executive searches across professional, collegiate, and minor league sports. Check out the openings listed at LegacySportsSearch.com or in our monthly Leadership is Female newsletter. Hint, if you have not signed up for the newsletter, head to leadershipisfemale.com. If you find a job listed at Legacy Sports Search that looks like it should be yours, email us at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com and we will introduce you directly to the opportunity. This is your career. Make the most of it. That's such a great idea for all the moms out there when you got to hit the road uh, for your kids to know that you're obviously still thinking about them and what a beautiful gift that will be. And I can't imagine, you know, for you too, like you're the one who gets to write the story and what that's going to look like turning back on those pages of all the amazing things you've got to do pursuing your goals. It's, it's the definition of, of leading her forward. And it's about 300 plus days, 350 days until the Summer Olympics in Paris. So share with us the pipeline for you to get there. Yeah, it's the it's the best 12 tournaments. So the top 15 in the world will qualify based on your last 12 tournaments. So we're just competing in as many tournaments as we can, but trying to be smart with our bodies and yeah, trying to do our best each weekend. Right now we have a little bit of a lull in international. We're playing some AVP events, which aren't Olympic qualifying, but they're our domestic tour where like our sponsors are really seen. Uh, We can make good money and we're close to home and my family gets to come. So that's fun. So we have AVP Manhattan Beach um, next weekend, August like 19th through 20th or right that weekend. And if you win that, you get your name on the pier. So it's iconic. There's a lot of history in that. We're really excited to compete in that. Um, we go to Chicago a couple weeks after that and hopefully the AVP championships. And then we're off to Paris and world champs for Olympic qualifying. And then we reevaluate what's after that. You've talked about volleyball. You've talked about your family. And so I wanted to ask you, what is your advice for listeners who might be struggling with the pursuit of their personal goals and maintaining a healthy family dynamic at home. And we've talked about our dislike of the term work-life balance, because I don't think a balance is ever achievable, but how do you keep harmony in your heart and in your home pursuing such a big dream on also a big stage? Yeah, it's really hard. I wish I had the perfect answer, something I'm still working on. I do think communicating like with my husband and figuring out what our schedules are, 
I am a planner. He is not. So there's challenges there, but we are figuring it out. It's hard. What I do, I travel a lot. Um, so it's hard on him working wise. We don't have daycare, but I'm very lucky. My mother-in-law has been helpful coming out to California. She's in Utah and she works remotely and then helps when my husband goes to work. And that's been really incredible. And I don't think I definitely couldn't be doing what I'm doing without her and all of that. But I've been trying to get them to come to tournaments, which is really hard with a two-year-old and you're in the sun and my husband doesn't look forward to it, but I'm very grateful that he does it because I need it. I, I need to have like that family time and it's really nice for me, but just the advice I've said before is remembering the whys, And it's really hard, especially when you're in the thick of it and maybe things aren't going right, but just always going back to that writing it down and just having perspective, um, when you need it. Yeah. And I did, um, some digging before interview, like any good interviewer <laughs> should. And I saw, I was looking at your Instagram My family's adorable and your husband's Instagram popped up and his tight, his little byline is lover of Betsy <laughs> and dad to Cora. And that's sweet. That's such a huge part of the making it work is having a solid relationship and he's so supportive of your goals and you guys then align on like one common objective and your communication together is what keeps you both aligned to pursue this goal is now a family you've grown as you know an individual going after something and now it's it's bigger than yourself it's for your family too so i think there's some really good tips seated within that answer um, that can help our listeners evaluate whose goal is this? How are we going to get there? And, and what do I need to, to, to get to the ultimate destination? You, uh, you talked about Corey became a mom. She's two. So two years ago, how has becoming a mom to your daughter changed your why? Yeah, I think it's, made me actually think about my why way more. I don't think I was fully locked in on it before I had her. I was just, I was playing beach volleyball. I was coaching. I was doing so much and I felt like I was running with my head cut off a lot, but it's definitely made me more purposeful and just being really clear and what that why is. And it's definitely like inspiring her. It's inspiring these young athletes. It's me bringing out traits of my dad who had passed away before I was born. All these things that I don't know. I'm just way more clear on now that I'm a mom and yeah, I just appreciate that so much. And I want to maximize my time with her on, you know, when I'm here and that's really part of it. What's the future for beach volleyball? That's a great question. (laughs) I'm not sure. I think I know for sure beach volleyball is one of the most watched Olympic sports. So the Olympics is definitely the biggest stage for us. And that's incredible. Beach volleyball is growing in NCAA in college. And that's awesome for our professional tour. You see these young athletes way younger than they have been like having success early on, which is incredible. So I think USA will continue to be stronger and stronger and for longer because you have these young athletes like gaining so much experience by the time they're like 34, they're going to be dominant. Yeah. And just women and female athletes alone, how have you seen the dynamic change around your sport and your sponsor and your support in the last several years? I've definitely had a lot of support, especially now being a mom. I feel like I'm 
more tuned into that. And I feel supported by so many athletes and women around me. And I kind of joked when I became pregnant, there's this like secret mom's club you didn't know about because we're all so competitive with each other. But when we find out someone's pregnant, like we're super excited and supportive and want to help. And it's really cool to see how that's shifted from maybe when I was in college, we were just more like competing against women. And now I feel like we're empowering each other. And on the court, I definitely like want to have that cutthroat mentality. But when I'm off the court, I feel like I'm way more friendly and like want to support these other athletes in their journey too. And I think part of that's being a mom and being mature and growing up, but I think it's also the shift in kind of what society has created. And I think that's awesome in the direction we're going. What's the biggest lesson you've learned on the volleyball court or on the sand? Well, one on the court is that the game's not over till it's over. Like I always want to be trying my hardest no matter what the score is and like bringing my strength is determination and bringing that each point and we actually in Canada recently took a silver medal at the elite 16 and we beat the number one team in the world and we had this epic comeback that it was a 0.4 percent chance that we would come back that we found out and we were down like 14 nine in the third set and we played a 15 and we came back and won I want to say 18 16 and part of that was our determination and we were just like focused on each play and staying present each play and I think that's really important is things aren't over just because you think they're over like just keep trying your best and stay determined and stay locked in and good things are going to happen that's why the sport is so exciting because you're right. It's not over till it's over. You just bringing that fire and determination to the court is amazing. So congrats on that medal. And we're pumped to cheer you on, on the road to Paris, but I'm not going to let you go yet. I got a couple more questions for you. The final four, what is your top piece of advice for women to apply today to level up tomorrow? I'd say stay focused on yourself, not comparing too much about you know, what, what other people are doing around you and catching yourself when you do, because everyone has different journeys, everyone has different paths. And even though you might have the same goal, it's going to look way different for the person next to you than it is for yourself. And just social media, it's easy to look and be like, wow, that's a glamorous life, but it's not always reality what we see there. So just keeping that perspective and staying focused on yourself and what your mission is each day. Where are you traveling to next? We're home for a couple of weeks and then Chicago at the end of the month for an ABP. What is on your pump up playlist? Isn't and it's the same as your partners? <laughs> you guys have Def- grown homes. Definitely not the same as my partners. I love some Jay-Z. I actually saw my only concert was Jay-Z and Beyonce in Poland with one of my old partners. After we lost, there was a concert. Her friend was Jay-Z's designer at the time or yeah, designer. So we got friends and family tickets. It was incredible. Great seats. So now I love Jay-Z. He's the top of the playlist. (laughs) I love that. And finally, what is your favorite quote? It is the man in the arena. I can't, I'm not, I don't have it memorized, but it was my dad's favorite quote and it's on his 
gravestones. So it's something that resonates with me. And I love that quote. We share that in common. We have it framed in our entryway of our house. And it's a great reminder also on what you said with your top piece of advice, staying focused on yourself. You're the one who's in the arena. If if that person isn't in there with you, then they have no voice in what you're going after. So Patsy, it's been awesome to talk to you today. And we are very much looking forward to cheering you on in your career and catching those tournaments on TV and ultimately, hopefully, seeing yes. you in Paris. Yes. Thank you so much. It's awesome what you're doing and empowering women. And I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Where can we follow along with your journey? On Instagram, you can follow me at Betsy Flint, B-E-T-S-I-F-L-I-N-T. Awesome. All right. Go get them. Let's go. Thank you. With that, let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, own your own stuff. When giving feedback, understand how you contribute to the situation. Number two, go out of your way to ask someone how they are doing. The person matters first. Number three, Bring a journal on the road and write to your kids. Tell them what you are doing and how much you miss them. This helps to process your emotions and is an incredible keepsake and memory log. And number four, stay focused on yourself. Don't compare your goals to someone else's. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Time is your most precious resource and it means the world that you spent it with us. Please help us reach more people who need to hear these interviews by hitting the subscribe button and the five-star rating on your iPhone. Do you know someone who could benefit from this interview? Please share it. Take a screenshot and post your Instagram stories, copy the link and share on LinkedIn or text that link to your colleague. The Leadership is Female podcast exists to showcase female leadership in sports and entertainment and give you the tips to level up. We will extend a hand back to lead you forward. Extend the same hand by sharing this with someone who needs to hear it. One last thing. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at leadershipisfemale. Now, take this lesson and run. Let's go. Let's go.